Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. It is a Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowerstock. Bowerstockteam.com. She is your home loan expert. Let Aaron do for you what she did for Craig and Linda when they made the move to Georgetown. They always talk about what a great job Aaron did, how much, how easy they made the home loan process. Get to BowerStockTeam.com. Aaron Bowerstock, she is your home loan expert. A lot of ranking stuff as it relates to the Texas Longhorns you can find at Horns 24-7 right now. You can also get Chip Brown's insider column, that profile piece on Cedric Baxter, part of that running back group at Texas this spring, looking to replace B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. Uh, he's going to be part of that mix with Jonathan Brooks. Keelan Robinson will be a part of that. Jaden Blue as well. So get over to Horns 24-7 uh, and check out uh, some of those things that we've got going on over there on the site. One thing that we also have on the site that I love that we keep track of, uh, we've got a running, uh, we're calling it our roster departure tracker and scholarship list, basically keeping tabs on Guys that go into the portal, guys coming into the from the portal, uh, signees, kind of what the depth looks like in terms of scholarship numbers at each position. And I talked about it earlier this week, Cam. Uh, two position groups that Sark mentioned pretty much from the time he got the job, and he wasn't knocking the previous staff, just said publicly, hey, I, I don't like the numbers at these positions. I wish we had more of them. One is wide receiver, and the other uh, is offensive line. And when you look at the wide receiver position with Jontae Cook, and DeAndre Moore enrolling early, and you get A.D. Mitchell from Georgia, you've got 10 scholarship wide receivers on campus this spring. It felt like a position coming out of the 2022 season that was kind of in flux, right? We didn't know what's going to happen to Xavier Worthy. Isaiah Nair is coming off an ACL injury. Jay Wet, we thought, was going to declare for the draft. Brendan Marin was probably going to get a job somewhere else, and eventually he did. Now heading in the spring camp, Jeff, I feel like receiver is a strength now of this Texas team with DeAndre Moore coming in earlier, John Tay Cook, and yep. now A.D. Mitchell, who is that big, bulky receiver on the outside that Texas hasn't really had. And he also has big game experience, too. So I don't know if you agree with me, Jeff, but I feel, it feels like it's now a position of strength where it was a few months ago going into 2023, thinking, oh, man, we're going to need some help here. I don't agree with you from this standpoint. I'll say the same thing. I can say the same thing about wide receiver that I said about interior defensive line at this time a year ago. You can look at the the names on a sheet of paper and say, yeah, that should be a strength. But that group underachieved so much last year that I just can't call it a strength just based on looking at the depth alone. Yeah, I got to see some production. You've got to see Xavier Worthy bounce back. Jordan Whittington, I mean, and, and it's not a knock on Brendan Marion, but they're like, well, Jordan Whittington had a great year. Yeah, but how much of that was just him being healthy, just being able to be on the field for 13 games? Uh, and and the, I've said it before, so at the risk of repeating myself, I'll say it again. The A.D. Mitchell edition, the, the thing I love about it the most is now you're not in a all-eggs-in-one-basket plan with Isaiah Nayer like you were last year. You've got two guys that can function the same within your offense. So similar to, to what I talked about with the Tariq Milton edition, even though I think A.D. Mitchell, even if Isaiah Nayer's healthy, is going to give you more than what Tariq Milton gave you this year. Tariq Milton was an insurance policy for Jordan Whittington. Let's be honest, that's, that's what he was. And as one well of those deals, hey, if Tariq Milton doesn't give you anything, that's good because that means you probably got a healthy year out of Jordan Whittington. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, again, I think you'll get more out of both of those guys. 
But if Isaiah Nair suffers a setback at some point, or he's not ready, or the timeline gets messed up, or whatever happens, happens, uh, A.D. Mitchell's going to get a lot of reps and get a chance to learn this offense, especially in the spring while Isaiah Nair's still on the comeback. So I, I like that addition. The offensive line, Cam, <clears throat> that's the position group where I think I just hit the cough button at the wrong time, so I coughed right into the mic. I apologize for everybody. I'm, I'm trying to do professional radio over here and just completely botching it. So my bad on that. But at any rate, I digress. The offensive line's one of those position groups where, man, there were there have been a lot of springs where I've been around this program where you had to have walk-ons in the two deep to field teams in spring practice. And when you look at the offensive line now, even if you take Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson out of that mix, because those guys are recovering from postseason surgeries, with the group that returns, you've got 10 scholarship offensive linemen. And then in addition to that, you've got those 10 returning plus Connor Stroh plus Peyton Kirkland, Andre Kojo, and Jaden Chapman are already on campus. So you've got 14 healthy scholarship offensive linemen for spring practice, and you've got 16 total with Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson. We'll see what they're able to do. Connor, uh, Cole Hudson coming off of the shoulder surgery. I think Connor Robertson's, I forget if it was a thumb or a wrist, but some hand-related surgery. I forget off the top of my head which one it was. But – You've got enough now to where you can be, you can have a formidable two deep with two lines. The fascinating thing for me, Cam, when I look at this depth chart is, you know, with Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson out, you say, okay, what are you going to do at center? Because you'd like to, at the very least, have a backup center, like a capable backup center to get you through your live portions of practice. But you'd also like somebody around that could push Jake Majors a little bit. I wonder, and I know he, they kind of tinkered with it last year. I wonder how much of DJ Campbell you see at center this spring, at least giving him a look there. You're probably he's probably going to need to be your number one right guard. I'm mean, not probably he will be your number one right guard when spring ball starts with Cole Hudson out of there. But I do wonder, you know, because if if Nato Meazulu or Malik Ogbo, if one of these other guys is ready, uh, could you say, okay, yeah, we know what DJ can do at right guard. Let's let's get him some work at center, just because the spring's the kind of time where you can tinker with that. That's what spring ball's all about. So. Developing a backup center is paramount. Finding someone who can legitimately push Jake Majors would be a huge bonus for this team to get the best version of Jake Majors you can get. I, I'm not ready to give up on Jake Majors, Cam. I know, like everybody, Longhorn fans love to beat up the center position. I don't know why, but like that's kind of the invoke thing to do. And you could go like through since as long as I've been following the program, right? It, whether it's been Jason Glenn or Dominic Espinosa, Chris Hall, Zach Shackelford, now Jake Majors, everybody loves to dump on the center. Trey uh, Hopkins. For, for the offensive line's problems. But now, uh, you know, I'm not ready to give up on Jake Majors. I don't know where you are on Jake Majors, Cam, but man, just from a number standpoint, if Kyle Flood's worth his salt as a talent developer, really hope this is the basically it's now or never if you can't come out of this spring and go into 2023 feeling like you've got eight guys who are legitimately starting caliber players and have one of the top two or three offensive lines in the big 12 then it's never going to happen if it doesn't happen now especially with christian jones coming back to add, add a veteran presence 
when's the last time you felt this good going into an offseason about the Texas offensive line? It's probably going to be over a decade, right? Hmm. Uh, 2013, I did because that was a veteran group. Yeah. Right? You know, Mason Walters, Donald Hawkins, Trey Hopkins, Dom Espinosa, um, you know, Josh Cochran was still a part of that group. You, you'd had some guys that had played a lot of football in that 13 group. I, I felt good about it then, but this good? 06? Has Majors had two or three positional courses? I know he had Herb Hand. But it's two. It's two. Hand, and Flood, hand for a year, and then he's, he's been more of a Kyle Flood guy, though, than a Herb Hand guy. He only had Hand for one year, Flood for two. I mean, the Texas defensive line has been playing Tetris the last two, three years because everyone's been learning different positions, having to play out of position, you have different injuries. I mean, Christian Jones finally got to the right tackle spot, which is probably where he should have been the last two years. So I think you, you give the Texas guys, you give Jake Majors and all the guys, you know, an extra spring practice to get ready. I don't know how you can hate on, on Jake Majors. I mean, sure, he hasn't been great, but neither has the entire Texas offensive line. So it just takes some time to build some chemistry I would think, Jeff, but going into this the spring practice and the fall practice, Texas fans should feel pretty darn good about the offensive line considering where it was going into last year this time. Yeah, you know, Kyle Flood said something that echoed what Vic Schaefer's told us our last two visits with Coach Schaefer. By the way, hornfm.com, you can get our visit with Coach Schaefer from yesterday You know, at the Alamo Bowl, and I asked him the question about this was one of those rare years that Texas went through a 13-game season with the same starting five on the offensive line at the same positions from game one to game 13. Hadn't happened a lot uh, in, in a post-Vince a post Vince Young world, whether it's injuries or, or whatever. It's just been, you know, house of cards for that offensive line a lot of years. But the, it helped that group grow, and I think you've got that foundation. But what Kyle Flood said, similar to what Vic Schaefer said, man, y- you get confidence by going out there and having success. You get confidence by executing. You get confidence by quality reps on the field, productive reps on the field. So from that standpoint, this group still has some room to go. Uh, They came so far this year. That group improved a lot and exceeded my expectations. But I think that just reinforces how bad it was last year, how bad it was in 2021, that as far as you've come, as much improvement as you made, there's still – Several more levels that you can get to. But real quick, Cam, before we run out of time, I want to talk about talented depth because I think offensive line is one of those positions where you're starting to get talented depth. And when we talk about talented depth, Rod made the point this week on Longhorn Blitz. When Texas started to get talented depth, when Rod was on campus and when he noticed it, was his senior year as he was going through those bowl practices leading up to that Cotton Bowl win over LSU uh, when he was getting ready to go into the NFL when his eligibility was expired. He started to notice that in practice – You've got NFL-caliber players going up against NFL-caliber players. That's when you start to have talented depth. Uh, you know, on, like on the L5 National Championship team, they're, they're too deep on the defensive line all played in the NFL. Uh, you know, you were so good on that defense. I mean, Aaron Ross didn't start in the secondary on that team. Like, that's how, that's how good you were. That's how deep you were. Tony Hills, who ended up playing in the NFL, did not start on that offensive line. Because you had two All-Americans at tackle, Jonathan Scott and Justin Blaylock. That, that's having talented depth. And right now, Cam, if you look at the positions where Texas has proven talented depth, that's why I say I can't say they've got talented depth at receiver because those commodities aren't proven. 
I can't say they've got talented depth at the offensive line because those commodities aren't proven. Where I think you do have talented depth, I think you've got it with your interior defensive line because Tavondre Sweat, Alfred Collins, Byron Murphy, Vernon Broaden, you're too deep with proven commodities. And then if some of those young guys come along, whether it's a Jare Bledsoe, who we talked about earlier, with Mike Roach, a Sadir Mitchell, Chris Ross, whoever it is, now you're getting talented depth. You've got talented depth on your interior D-line. Uh, you, I don't think you've got talented depth yet at, at off-ball linebacker. Safety is one of those positions. I don't think you've got talented depth right now at safety. You know, because you've got Jaron Thompson, Jalen Catalan, if healthy. Those guys are proven commodities. Keaton Crawford to an extent. But other than that, what really do you have? Corner's one of those positions where I think you're on the verge of having it. With Ryan Watts, Terrence Brooks, Austin Jordan. You can throw Jade Barron and Jalen Gilbo in that mix if you want to, even though Star is kind of more of a it's more of a safety position, those guys cross train at corner. But you're on the verge of having talented depth at corner. Gavin Holmes on campus this spring. Uh, Manny Muhammad at South Oak Cliff. You're on the verge of having it, but there are position groups where you've got talent. But the next step for Texas and why this is such a critical spring is that talent now has to become talented depth for you to get to where you want. When you watch Georgia – Ohio State, Bama, Clemson to an extent. Like those programs, those teams have talented depth. Texas is not quite there yet. So the teams year in and year out that are fighting for CFP spots, they have talented depth. That's where Texas wants to get to. Talented depth helps you get there.